0: Welcome to the final Sportsbet World Cup podcast It's, uh, it's with, well, to be honest I have A vague sense of indifference uh, That we bring you the news that France are world champions You probably already knew uh, A soft free kick, an own goal, a scandalous penalty uh, An injured goalkeeper Saw Didier Deschamps' men get their grubby mitts On the Jules Rimet trophy for the second time Second or third? Second, second time, yeah. Uh, Croatia were gallant in defeat with their star Luka Modric getting the constellation of the Golden Ball for the best player of the tournament. But before we get to all that, joining me today for the last time to review the finals and generally wrap up what has been a, an oddly chaotic um, but hugely entertaining World Cup are the sports bet football traders Kieran McCollum and Dave Macdonald. Great pronunciation the as well.
1: Bonjour, Ali.
0: <laughs> I'll get it. I'll, eventually, I'll get it. We've got a whole Doesn't season. Sound
2: like <laughs> it, <to be>
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've got a whole season. Uh, Ahead, so uh, we'll get there. Uh, the first question, I feel like maybe it's the the most pertinent one. Uh, did France deserve to win this World Cup? We'll start with you, Kieran.
2: Yeah, I reckon overall they've been the best side. Certainly from the from the knockout stages, it's hard to argue that France didn't do more than Croatia to deserve it. So I think you know, notwithstanding the fact that you know in the final Croatia. Could have got the rub of the green and things could have turned out differently for them. I think overall, France, certainly from an attacking point of view, they, they've been thrilling at stages. And rock solid generally defensively as well. So I think, yes, rock solid defensively.
0: That's enough to win a World Cup, is it, David? I disagree. No, but no.
1: <laughs> Yeah, the, there was unity about the French team. Uh, they learned from the mistakes of uh, two years ago. Uh, they went through the so-called toughest side of the draw. And bar kind of Brazil feeling, I guess, hard done by against Belgium and what could have been, they've been clearly the standout team and when you look at the last four, France are head and shoulders above them and um, a mixture of uh, solid at the back, Kante, Pogba coming alive and um, the new kid on... In, in town in mbappe
0: mbappe i mean like him the the real silver lining of australia of france winning the world cup for me is that we aren't going to spend the rest of mbappe's career with people saying is he going to win a world cup which has been just about the most unbearable part of the ronaldo messi era um thank fuck to get out, uh, that out of the way now um i uh, for me not not in any way a stand-up team until the latter stages, when there was almost this sense of inevitability about the way they played. It, even the final, I thought that was, it was just chaos ball from the absolute beginning. They were on the back foot. They kind of lestered their way to the to the to the to the championship for me with what good counter-attacking football, a solid defence, and set pieces. Is that? Is that
2: not the case? It's a little bit harsh, I would have thought.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, same the semis in the final though.
1: had a bit of similarities, as in the first 20 minutes, Belgium and Croatia kind of went for it. Yeah. There was no panic in the French way they played, and um, they just done what they done best, was give Giroud a couple of chances. He didn't score. It's a plan B, and that worked. Was I mean, he on the, the
0: field for the final? Like, he just died dead set, don't remember him getting the ball.
1: He was for 80-odd 80 80 odd minutes, Yeah. yeah. The only um, team of the tournament he's going to get on is the best looking so uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was bloody shithouse
0: Well he was shot but a, a strange But
1: away. an important cog would you believe it as well mm. um, as Kieran was talking to me this morning about it um, you know they changed it up after the first couple of games and um, it, it so happens that they got a lot better Yeah
0: sometimes you do need that um, Emil Heskey type role um, he was the sort
2: of classic big forward holding up um, but, but usually he's he's actually got a bit of skill about him, but you just couldn't see that in in the World Cup at all. He did play like your, uh, your stereotypical big um,
1: Adiakimbi up
2: front. Adiakimbi Efrenokoku.
0: Um, <laughs> how many more can we name? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I. How do we feel about the game itself? Um, were Cor- were Croatia really hard done to? I mean, it was. They dominated those first 20 minutes, the goal, the first goal, the own goal, against the run of play, the penalty. I think we need to address that for me. Uh, We've seen those given pretty regularly this tournament, those kind of ball to hands in the box. They are ball-to-hands though.
2: The handball has hand got to be intentional. You can't tell me that that was an intentional handball, was it? I'll, I'll tell you. I, I think it was intentional. Oh. Yeah, so I mean, you look at actually, you look at him when, when the corner was coming in and certainly it looked to me that he, he raised his hand up and then he pulled it back down at the last second. And, and even when the penalty was given, you could see that Perisic knew that it was a penalty as well. I think in days gone by, that wouldn't, potentially wouldn't have been given. But I think with VAR, it's an absolute, Stone wall penalty. Stone wall for Kieran.
1: Well, I tend to slightly disagree. Um, I think in VAR it's, it has to be given because you can look at it ten times over in, in uh, slow mo. But without VAR, you get the benefit of the doubt, don't you? But maybe there's a bit of a mental weariness, uh, weariness about Croatia as well as in you know that handball, Mandzukic own goal and that. But um, I mean if that goes to extra time or something and Croatia win geez, the French are going to be turned around going how the fuck is that not a penalty so with VAR it's got to be a penalty
0: yeah I'm I'm pretty much of the view that it wasn't Um, I feel like the movement of the hand down to down is because he's got the clip and he's trying to get his hand out of the way for me Um, but yeah as as I said they've been given all tournament Um, I feel like Maybe FIFA just need to clarify the rule around um, handball in, in the area. Is it does it have to be intentional and in which case it's gotta be obviously intentional. That was not obviously intentional in uh, in my view.
1: As a neutral though, it was a great final. I mean, ah, it was brilliant. Know, these boring nil nils and kinda people not not afraid to play, this was just it was just madness all around.
0: Yeah, it was it was good, to, refreshing. Usually, they are kg um, finals. Um, that was our sort of betting advice in uh, in coming into the game. We apologise for <laughs> apologise for that. Obviously, um,
1: who done but, my voiceover in that podcast <laughs> regards the bet? Yeah,
0: it was um and, and like nobody could have expected a four two final. I I
2: think what would that have been paying? Well, actually, one one customer did. So, a customer actually had he had two hundred dollars. At five hundred and one bucks on France to win two nil, two one at half time, and four two at full time, won hundred grand. Wow. Congratulations. So there weren't many, but that was a pretty
0: impressive bet. Congratulations to that young man. What a, what a, how, and and to put that much on it as well. He knew, he must have had a dream the night before. <laughs> a dream or an incredibly... We're mellow, not allowed isn't? to hear the
1: customer's uh, full name because obviously that's a privy, but his, his surname was Nostradamus. And,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the free kick for the first goal. Um, Griezmann manufactures that one, or is it a free kick? For me, that's that's the that's the worst kind of diving for me because he's on the way down before the contact is made. It is cynical, it is a professional dive it is it is what is killing football more so than anything else for me is that type of diving I personally despise it I can see Kieran shaking his head uh, I, 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 I just think you
2: could, you could dissect like most kind of set pieces and go back in time a little bit and say this should be given or this shouldn't be given at the end of the day it was the free they had a chance to defend and Manzuki goes and sticks it in his own net so yeah. that's pretty much how I see it It's difficult in, a, in an
0: era of VAR though where now we can go back and re-legislate decisions when it leads to a goal it leaves a bit of a sour taste in the mouth for me
1: I think Toa was still kind of a free like you knew he was coming like I mean Kudos to him for doing this. I mean, I mean why are you putting your foot around it like this? So, Ali, you have obviously just hurt by Croatia. <laughs> he's not, he's got a vendetta against the um, French, I reckon.
0: I
2: just don't I just
0: don't I just like <laughs> I know I was on them the, you know, I, I backed them to win the tournament, so well done me. Um but I and I was the only person defending Didier Deschamps throughout the entire tournament because like he just does know how to win games. That is inarguable. Um I just felt like Croatia were the with the better team for the first half, they played much better football. And then, you know, I think the the real the real thing that turned the game for me was clearly the fact that SubaSitch was crocked and could barely move and France exploited that in a way that England didn't have the fucking nails to. Um what, what, who's Croatia's second string goalkeeper? He must be. a He f- must be horrendous. He must be a f- I have f- no idea who he is.
1: We could have just, right, that- just made up a name with a bit of a niche at the end. <laughs> yeah, of exactly.
0: Head. It's Kovac, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that the fact that he we don't know him would suggest that he's a bit of a spud, and that would be why Superstitious got the run and uh, cost them dearly. You would think. Anyway, right, we'll move on. To uh, the, the awards, the balls, the uh, golden ball went to Luka Modric. I think we, we tipped that one so we can feel fairly happy about that. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, like he was obviously very good for Croatia, but uh, I, uh, like looking at the Croatian games, I would say that Rakitic was better than him mm. um, in a lot of the games. And, you know, a lot of that back four outside of Lovren also had a very good tournament. And
2: also Perisic.
1: And Perisic, so I think there's not alone looking outside of Croatia, and then you have to look at the French. Um Kanté got to the final but got cooked, but had a great tournaments. Uh, Pogba finally came alive, it was amazing, and geez Hazard like as well. Like I mean, Hazard sec- good
0: second in the Golden Ball. Probably uh, should have won it. Prob- um, probably should. But I guess
1: coming in uh, uh losing in the semi probably undone him mm. and not so. to
2: forget Kylian Mbappe as well sorry Mbappe young player award uh, which is a bit of a cop out isn't it is it, yeah. it is I, I think for what he actually delivered as well clearly you're not going to get pure consistency from a 19 year old but in terms of the attack and flair he brought to the tournament with end product as well um, I think he would have been for me right up there with, with Hazard as top th- top two at Modric and third I think um,
0: I think this is this is a good little insight though in terms of the betting you you Brought to our attention the uh, Adidas um, thing. I completely got that one wrong. In the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the. That, but that's one thing. But the thing you also have to think of is what are the politics of this? Modric is the star of that team. If they if they did
2: lose. Is it a
0: nice consolation prize?
2: I, I think so. I think there yeah. was certainly a bit of that going on. The last six uh, golden balls were awarded to either the losing finalists or or Forlan, who got to the semis. So it seems to be a nice little consolation prize, usually for for the team who loses the best player. Young player Mbappe, that's unquestionable, Assuming. surely. Yeah. Who
1: else was young and good in it? constitutes young? Is he, is under 23. Like, under 23. I not mean, like I've just the, missed not like the
2: Premier League where uh, I think James Milner won it once in his eighth Premier League season, one young player of the year. In <laughs> yeah, the I ones. know. So an absolute joke.
0: <laughs> um, the Golden Glovers went to Courtois. Um, probably fair enough. I think Loris probably uh, excluded himself from winning that one. <laughs> <laughs> for his. just. Every Sunday League player has seen that goal before. I've scored that goal before. <laughs> um, the goalkeeper turning into the striker as he closes him down just... A, a, a sour note to end on for him. He actually had an incredible tournament. Courtois, though, I don't think anyone can disagree with that now.
1: No, definitely. And um, Pickford, I guess, maybe third. Mm, yeah, yeah. He, I he think the that's tournament. probably
0: yeah. uh, P- An interesting thing about Pickford... Um, As he looks a rat. <laughs> oh he's <laughs> If you ever want to see... Um, a f- there is a no rob funnier. in your house, and the photo fit
1: may look like Jordan Pickford.
0: Yeah, exactly. He is—he has the face of every single lad I went to school with. Like that is—that is the face I grew up around, and uh, he unmistakably British or Irish. That head on, yeah, him, isn't well, it? and north w- northwest with that sort oh, yeah, of like it's yeah, 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 super
1: council out,
0: yeah, council haircut. It looks like his hair is cut by the council. <laughs> That's what it. He's just yeah, every, and of course,
1: Jordan, if you're listening. You know, it's only a bit of banter. Like, no, his,
0: his Twitter feed is one of the most sincere and joyous places I've ever seen. Loving the banter, lads. Banter, B-A-N-T-A. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he, yeah. And and look, maybe someone pointed out that him playing for Everton, probably not the worst thing because the the horrendousness of uh, Everton's defence has sort of meant that he's been fielding more shots than... So he's been in the Premier League for, what, two, three seasons? Um. As a backup goalkeeper and goalkeeper, he's but he's had probably about ten years of worth of goalkeeping experience, having played for Everton. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's not the worst idea in the in the world. Um, Harry Kane won the Golden Boot, obviously six goals, three pens, um, a dodgy deflection. Um, CBS said he wasn't the best striker in the tournament. I actually don't know that there were too many great strikers. I
2: think Lukaku. Yeah, I reckon Lukaku probably until the uh, the semis in the, the third place where he was he was injured as well. I think he was outstanding. He was probably the number nine of the tournament, yeah. Um, but yeah, not not too many. I mean, but it's a different, you know, tactically it's are, a different game yeah, than, than
1: it used to be play with, with so called false nines and
2: false nine.
1: Yeah, uh, can we Kane, just think of a better name for the brilliant. false nine? Harry Kane. I mean, yeah, like six goals. Um, we talked about this up there with Oleg Selenko from '94 as the guy who will be forgotten in time as the top goal scorer.
0: Or or, or always brought up on podcasts the next time there's an underwhelming golden boot. Oleg Selenko, Kieran pointing out before the podcast, uh, scored five of his six goals in the tournament. Um, No, he only scored no, yeah, five of his six goals in the tournament in a dead rubber against Cameroon. He only scored six international goals in his whole career, all at the World Cup. Yeah, not Um, the best striker of all time. (laughs) Um, Moving on to Australia. Australia. it feels a little harsh asking for their silver lining, given that I think their performance at the tournament was about par for their uh, talent and preparation. Uh, but I'm going to ask for it anyway. Um, we'll start with you, Dave. What what can Australia sort of cling on to um, as they prepare for an Asian Cup um, campaign? Well,
1: first of all, I think I thought they were shit shithouse. I'm not agreeing with this. They were uh, par for the tournament. Uh,
0: what would have been par for them? <laughs>
1: I think with that group, looking back, they could have got out of it. I mean, um, you know, the French were clearly the best team. Denmark weren't any good. And they rocked up to a Peru game and proved nothing to play for, and they no good. Um, Trent Sainsbury um, will now get a gig in one of the uh, leagues, top five leagues. I mean, he's been at Inter, but he'll get regular game time after he's been very impressive. Arzani, when he came on was really really good
0: Azani needs another year in the A-League you would think before he starts yeah. thinking about trundling off abroad
1: yeah he's like I think Australia along with Iran are the only two teams that didn't score from open play at the World Cup it's a pretty damning um, thing you know their creativity and I guess just you know a lot of players are floating about in some dodgy leagues across Europe and
0: Belgium and yeah, Switzerland I think
1: Milligan goes off to the UE every second year to yeah. pick up some uh, mucho loco so uh <laughs> I think they've just got a, like, and the, the manager stuff didn't work. You know, he had a backroom team of, like, I think 200 coaches with him that he's paid out of his own dough. And, um, yeah, he just there's just nothing about them. They just went out with a whimper. And uh, I think when you look at other teams, what they've done there, I mean, even if you look at Morocco, like, Morocco have to be the unluckiest team ever at a World Cup. And, like, they had no standout players or whatever, but I don't think Australia believed from the get-go. I mean, um, why was Tim Cahill there? Um he'd have a go at Andrew Naboose, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, he would look better on a, you know, running around a cross-country race because what he brought from, like, as a goal-scoring trash was non-existent.
0: No, I... I mean, It's a compelling case that uh, Dave puts forward, but the one thing I will say is the the, the thing that I said was I thought it was par <laughs> for their talent. And I do think that this is a a pretty lacklustre Australian team and probably the worst it's been for 25-ish years 20, 20 years at least they've got no strikers at all Daniel Azani isn't a striker he's kind of a cutting-in wingery type um, they've got a decent midfielder in Aaron Moy who is a good player on a bottom sort of bottom scrapers in the Premier League and there's not much else Trent Sainsbury you're right is a, it's a a good linchpin to start Rogic at. Tommy Rogic, but again, a player not doing it in a top league, doing it in Scotland, which is one of those leagues that gets disproportional coverage for its quality. It's a horrendously bad league,
2: Dave,
1: wouldn't you agree? Absolutely horrendously bad. But uh, he showed in that second half uh, against Denmark what he actually can do. Um, But the formation that didn't play to these guys' strengths either. No, that's true. Um, You know, Jedinak was just nailed on for games. I mean, what does he do? I mean... Scores he's penalties? Yeah, scores <laughs> <sports> penalties <laughs> yeah. Well. Just, yeah. He, he doesn't, doesn't miss them. He's got Australia's last them. six goals. Um, like Robbie Cruz, these guys, you know, that was the opportunity to kind of, you know, to freshen things up. And like, why was he there as well? I mean, Graham um, Arnall will be happy because at least, you know, if they'd kind of performed last 16 or whatever, he was just taking over the job from hell because he's getting compared to that now. But it's only upside from him and... He might bring in some new faces.
0: Is that a silver lining that
2: this is probably Robbie Cruz's last tournament in an Australian shirt? Is that too harsh? They don't really have much coming through, to be honest. (laughs) What's better? Obviously, Daniel Arzani, you're expecting to take that position. But um, yeah, apart from that, I think uh, Cruz might be going on for another five or six years. And
0: just to to say, Graham Arnold coming in.
2: It's not particularly inspiring. It's pretty pretty underwhelming, I think. Obviously, Sydney have gone very well, but he's never uh, struck me as being a great kind of tactician either. So I don't think he can um, get out as much as... I think Van Marwijk actually did a good job. I'll uh, take the counter in view to Dave here. Yeah, I agree. I I think um, against France and against Denmark, they effectively beat expectations obviously without without winning i mean they should have beaten denmark they could easily have gotten the draw against the best team in the world the best team in the tournament um, and obviously, the Peru game was a whimper. But even if they had won there, you know that was irrelevant given how the, the Denmark France game went. I think, given you know he didn't have much time to prepare um, and limited resources in terms of players, I think he's actually you know just slightly probably above par for me.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, I think he he gave, put the teams out in a position and um, in, in a formation using tactics that meant that he they could have won all all three of those games. The Peru one maybe less so um but you know he gave them the best chance and ugh, Graham Arnold the Graham Arnold revolution isn't one that I'm uh aboard to put it mildly um and I think you know the the, the a league isn't in the best way at the minute we uh, you know the fact that Usain Bolt is trialing for the Central Coast Mariners. What like an absolute that. joke! <laughs> and the, the fact that that is the biggest joy, and people seem to think it's a good thing. Like,
1: well, it's more worrying that he's probably going to get game time with them. I mean, due to the standard of the their starting eleven, but uh, that's a joke. Yeah, the Australia a league with their cap, um, and they can't match the riches of China at the moment. Even Japan with Torres, so it's not going to get better anytime soon.
0: Yeah, it's, it's and it's it's a real shame because you know it, when I first came here they were vying for those sort of marquee players with the MLS and now it's the MLS is absolutely where they go
2: to retire or, or even or even Japan. I mean obviously you can see there's money there in in China a lot of it, but Torres they were you know he was touted to to move to Sydney but obviously that broke down as you would expect. Torres but- not coming not the worst news for me. I actually don't.
0: He is just not. He is not.
2: I, I reckon great. he could probably score about sixty goals in this league reckon? in a season.
0: I still think he's. I think he's absolute cack. He's. Uh,
1: well, he had the two won the years at Liverpool.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> when, he was, when the, he was the best striker in the. world. Don't,
2: don't listen to anything Dave says about Torres. He hates him with passion well, as a he, passion. His
1: Liverpool dim two years were amazing, but yeah, I mean, he sold his soul to the devil <laughs> when he went to Chelsea. So I he just didn't get fucked in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listed as well, Torres. <laughs>
0: hope you uh, contract some food yeah. poisoning from... Uh, and look,
1: Australia, at the end of the day, they're going to rock up and play Asian Cups and they're going to qualify because there's five, six teams in Asia that are, anyways, half decent. So they are they probably should go back to it. With Oceania getting one team, they should go back and pick up that spot because now with the likes of Fiji or New Zealand are going to get their ticket to heaven.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Fiji... Um, uh, that's not Fiji. Uh, New Zealand got knocked out by Peru, I think, in a play-off. Mm,
1: the play-off two no.
0: um, And so you, you are going to come up against some tough teams. Um, oddly, I, do, I don't I do think that's the worst thing. Them, like, is is there any more arrogant a thing to say, it's too easy for us to qualify out of Oceania, please move us to Asia, we're too good to play, we're not moving on. And they've got worse. Like, Australian football, the international team, is at its lowest ebb for 20 years, and there is nothing coming down the pipeline in terms of talent plan strategy management that seems to be changing well another
1: thing that pisses me off is like when you see like team name like the people call them the caltech socceroos like what the name of what is that about like just they're australia they're a football team like any other country in the world give them their proper title and not this sponsorship Hullabaloo yeah.
0: Well speaking of the uh, Caltech Socceroos um, Cahill Tex has retired uh, today and that's his international retirement only his international retirement uh, not his club retirement he'll still turn out for whoever is uh, willing to pay <laughs> uh, to have a, um, a mascot sit on the bench and warm a, a, about a square foot of pine um, Is it time that uh, Tim hung up the boots boys? I feel like it's four years past time and um, him going after the last World Cup would have been a beautiful swan song. Um, he's trundled along in the Chinese League, coming back for Millwall, going to a World Cup and not playing a single minute.
1: In the Melbourne City,
0: Is he in danger of uh, spoiling his
1: legacy here? No, not really. People like, uh, I mean 50 odd international goals. Um, he did get a couple of important goals at the tail end of qualifying and um, I guess that tells you a lot about where Australia at, but Certainly, he only was brought to that World Cup around the stats around. Been brought to, uh, he remembered for a long, long time around his appearances. Um, I thought he, it's a shame he didn't get the Ireland call up when he tried to bring them to the High Courts in <laughs> two thousand and one. <laughs> Just calling that out there, Tim. I don't forget that you wanted to play for Ireland.
0: Well, um, I'm glad that you raised that. Hopefully, that will. Uh ensure that this uh, this story saga is put to rest. Anyway, moving on uh, from the slightly depressing state of Australian football to the three best moments of the tournament. I'll uh, fly through mine to give you a, just to give you a quick sense of what we're after here, gentlemen. Um, for me, the cuts in the first game uh, between Russia and Saudi Arabia to Ginny Amfantino flanked by the crown prince of Saudi Arabia <laughs> and Vladimir Putin were among the best moments of television I've ever seen. Amazing. Um and uh, will live long in my memory, Putin, with his I think probably Botoxed face, quite heavily Botoxed.
1: Absolutely, like he looks, he looks great for his age. Yeah,
0: he he looks better than he did ten years ago. And I shouldn't imagine that the Russian being president of Russia is a particularly uh, stress. Like I can't imagine that's a stressless job. Um, anyway, uh, ordering the murders of you know people. Pussy rice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, God, we'll get. To thought that. We get. <laughs> <Before possible. laughs>
2: gonna road yeah exactly
0: um the mishibatuai kicking the ball into his own face um just just amazing that 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 happened and we, we live now in an era where you know with rewindable tv 4k i mean obviously not 4k in australia it would be 25 years before uh before we get that basic service that every other country seems to have now um but yeah, just that was just a, a brilliant moment for me. And, and another Putin moment for me uh, was the, the very end while he was stood under an umbrella while everybody else got drenched during the uh, during the trophy awarding. And nobody else even, everyone knew that that was his umbrella and he was going to stand under it and nobody even <laughs> tried to even get underneath it a little bit. I think, um, it, I
1: think it tells you about him as well. I was thinking when it was going on, going, geez, like with all this Me Too movement and all that going, if you hand that umbrella to your left to the Croatian president, people are going to warm to yet he's like nah this is the putin that we
0: love <laughs> <laughs> this this is my whatever and i yeah it was um yeah a wonderful moment what were your uh three best moments guys
1: um well that's you as well i reckon definitely yeah the maradona uh mm. shenanigans going on Fantastic. Uh, yeah, like we've all had that kind of hay fever and the reactions to it taking the wrong <laughs> medicine. So <laughs> I think he was, uh, that was just brilliant. An absolute madman. How he's still alive. God only knows. Um I think Mohammedy for Iran. Remember what what is kind of done the the throw-in oh, that went brilliant. horribly wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the the, the kiss of the ball just before, yeah. and then the fact that he doesn't get. I just off
1: where that. it was in the game where it was like, didn't yeah. he need, <laughs> needed something? It's not like they're three 0 down and like fucking have a goal. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's and uh, I have to agree. Just I reckon Putin through the whole um, World Cup every time I went to him in the box and that. He just looks a madman. He just doesn't give a fuck about everyone. So
0: no. Well, the, the interesting to, to give you a sense of that, like him as a character. His uh, VIP guest for the final. Do you know who that was? A countryman of yours?
1: Oh yes, McGregor. Conor I McGregor. See who came out afterwards and said he was one of the best leaders going around so yeah.
2: well I mean uh, I'm well, not, I think fairness, he's going to be getting Russian citizenship after that that's yeah. usually the way they go down yeah
1: in, uh, fairness when you look at some of the Trumps and Mays of the world it's probably not a bad old shout uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm not taking... The blitz. new Sports Bet Politics yeah. Yeah, Back here with the politics.
0: That's a pretty hot take uh, to come out with on our first Sports I'm actually Bet Actually, going podcast. back to
1: one of your favourite moments, when I did see Infantino and the Sheik and all that, after getting glimpses of the Sheik ten times over, I decided to watch Cannonball Run again, um, which has its own very special Sheik involved. <laughs>
2: the less said about that, <laughs> the uh, the better. Um, Kieran? I'll move it on field um, for for a few incidents. I think certainly uh, when it came to what Mbappe did against Argentina, I think that was one of the kind of most thrilling um, you know kind of football performances I've I've probably seen in twenty years. It kind of reminded me of of Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo, back in the late nineties, just tearing through the fences with that speed um, for Barcelona. I thought that was absolutely magical um, from from him. Just just a quick thing on Mbappe. Does he need to move to another league? Like, It's di- it's difficult for him at, at PSG as well. I mean, you look at just the, the situation with the three front guys, with Neymar and with Cavani as well. There is talk now that Real Madrid are going to make him their, their marquee player. Um, plays on the, the opposite side, really, to, to kind of, you know, Ronaldo certainly when he was drifting in from the left. But... Um, but certainly you would imagine that they're going to go down the marquee route. And if it's not him, it's probably going to be Hazard or Neymar. But yeah, from, from what I've heard, that he could be the, the next Galactico.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. That move makes sense to me. It's the only one really that makes sense because
2: I think PSG...
0: You can't stay in that league and claim to be a top player. I think Neymar is a perfect example of that. He was meant to light up this tournament, and I thought he was fucking garbage. I think he would, you know, he did two or three impressive things and, and rolled around on the floor like a like a fanny for the rest of the tournament. And I feel like if if we're going to get see the best of what Mbappe can be, he needs to be in a league playing against top players and playing with top players, not just playing with
2: top players in a league that is. Disaster. Anyway, and your third one, sorry. Uh, what else did I like? Uh, I'll go down the goal route here. I loved Choresma's um, love goal for uh, for Portugal. That one with the outside of the right foot. What I liked about that one was, I like goals where you think, look, if if, the, if a player could do it again, he could do the same thing. He's done that multiple times, just that swerve on the outside of the right, right foot from the right into the top corner. I thought that was an absolute genius goal.
0: What were your goals of the tournament, Dave? Let's just do. Let's do a quick top three goals of the oh, time. Yeah, uh, no,
1: Ronaldo's, I guess, because of kind of the time and who was against. I mean, I mean, he's done them hundreds of times through his career. That's probably a bit of an exaggeration. The, for the hundreds, free kicks, probably not to oh, be honest. 100 free kicks was probably going to be <laughs> five, six hundred uh, career goals. That was a belter. Um, offhand, trying to think of some of the other ones, Pavard. Pavares just poaching motion from behind seeing the shot. Um,
2: was that just a swing of the boot? or was Yeah, it just, probably yeah. why I wouldn't have it as my best is like I think he could do that a thousand times and it's going to come off once now. It's I the mean, place where you want it to, to happen is the World Cup but I think that he couldn't recreate that if he tried in a million years.
1: Yeah, Messi's um, um, just the way he took the ball down and uh, Jack is Switzerland Jacket? was, a, was yeah. a belter as well.
0: The... Um, in terms of the team goals, uh, the two Belgian ones, I liked the the De Bruyne one on the break, and the I loathe though I I'd get to give it to a a, a NASA Chadley goal, but uh, his his finish that's probably the the team goal of the tournament. The little step over from Lukaku at the last minute that was probably yeah the, that was class. Oh god, uh, it was actually g- like a great tournament for goals. Like there was some absolute. Sh- Stinkingly good goals. Di Maria
2: um, against against France. That was another one that springs to mind. Mm-hmm. A cracker just before half time. Um, but yeah, like there was not a huge amount of goals from outside the box. But generally speaking, yeah, it was certainly a tournament of goals.
0: The um, getting on from great goals to uh, the best players at the tournament. We've already talked about the Golden Ball. That was they were obviously wrong. So we'll uh, we'll just get the a quick...
1: alternative best players. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, my my top three. Varane. Uh, I thought was the best. Sent half by a mile. Uh, Kante, I think, was the best holding midfielder and, and and sort of ran the game. I'm going to give one for uh, one for Trippier. Yeah, there you are. Little Englishman sneaking in there to my top five.
1: Yeah, three. I think it would get into a semi-final if you had to pick the best English player, Trippier or Henderson, I guess. Henderson probably lost his, um in the semi-final, which you, is an indictment of weird English. You're year. on
2: drugs, aren't you? No, nah, he was like... Mm-hmm. What got caught out for him Don't listen to a word Dave says about Liverpool. I, seriously. Say,
0: David David's been doing this podcast for well from the Euros podcast. He's done a fair few now. I've never ever seen you make a hand gesture by the, <laughs> like was, the, the, the <laughs> that that was a the, those were the hand gestures of a desperate man. You're not a you're not a demonstrative character. You barely move your hands ever. That was a that was a sign of desperation because you sure. know that you you, you, sorry, you talking yeah, about of we're,
1: <laughs> we're talking about the best England players. <laughs> okay. It's from a short This was probably only three could win us, so Pickford Trippier, Henderson. Henderson. Okay. Oh. Um, Yerry alter- Mina for Colombia. He got three goals. Yeah, very good. Didn't start the first game. Um, three goals from a centre-back is quite the achievement. Um, so he's definitely was very, very good. And as an alternative third, um, who knows? Let's give it to uh, Kieran. Over to you, Kieran. i I'll have to think of another one.
2: Um, I'll have to go for the best attacking player in the tournament was end product unbelievable was hazard he he was different class I, I found in every every game they played um you know you'd mark down all the other attacking players kind of you know for some of the games but but not him and as i kind of alluded to earlier on you could see why real madrid would you know it wasn't called taking a chance but you could see why they would go down the route of of making him um one of their galacticos as well because he was just different class how old is hazard 28, 28, probably 27 I'd say yeah. so yeah it's not as bad as like taking a
0: 31 year old 33 year old Ronaldo isn't he now yeah 30, 34
1: yeah 34 years 80 million and 50 or half the money back on shirt sales already yeah so they uh, actually
2: yeah. they actually sold them for more at 34 than they bought them for at 24 Real um Real Madrid which that's is just unbelievable. that's stinking business from you Manchester United. And
0: um, uh,
1: Japan uh, my other alternative just popped to me uh, pronounce uh, Inui is this Inui uh, yeah Inui yeah he was very good um and Real, Real Betis got themselves a bargain um
2: and I think another one as well was, uh, was Rebic. So Rebic was on loan to, to Frankfurt um, from Fiorentina last season and they actually they had, him, they had him on loan with a view to, to sign him at the end of the season if he performed for them to get him for £1.8 million. So they actually activated that clause in um, the first of July during the tournament for 1.8 million, and they're probably going to sell him now for 30 or 40 million. Do you, you reckon they'll sell him this? Yeah, this 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 window this window, this, this summer. I absolutely see it um, that they'll they'll go and just cash in on him. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, genius. Well done. Um, from the best players of the tournament to the worst, um, or
0: most disappointing, if you want to put tactfully, I'm going to say worst because um, I I like a bit of splenetic uh, behaviour. Um my my three most disappointing players. Delhi Alley, number one by um the length of the Flemington straight. I thought he was a disgrace. Um and I thought he didn't seem to buy into this sort of inclusive culture kicking off when he got substituted. Um just a shit bloke and <laughs> and, and, and and didn't contribute anything at all. I mean one goal that was, you know, I, you would have it would have been harder to miss it. Um Suarez I thought was pretty underwhelming as well. Um just yeah, don't love him, um doesn't know, I think he's definitely on he's gone off the edge of the cliff, and I feel like this would be his last season at Barcelona, and I wouldn't be surprised if he moved in january and uh, Neymar um who is uh, anti
2: football he is everything that football should
0: not be. those are my three
2: I'll go down the route of that uh, I'll start off with who I think is easily the best player in his position in the world um De Gea. Unbelievably bad for Spain, like just the the level of mistakes that he was making there. You wouldn't see in three or four years of, of him making in the in the Premier League. So I think he was horrendously bad for Spain, um, for sure. So he'd be my uh, he'd be my number one.
1: Mm, very good. I have to agree with Neymar. Um, yeah, he was terrible. Well, considering you've said him, let's go another Brazilian, and uh, Jesus, um, yeah, gotcha. how he kept getting game time with uh, Firmino on the bench to get the team here, with the two players um, But no, Firmino like, should have gotten more game time. Um, so has
0: it, has, Was Jesus so bad that he's almost put his position at City in some danger? I'm, I was one of those people who when he first popped up, I was like, this
2: guy's going to be the next superstar. Yeah. He was... He was a he was bad. I, I think it has to affect affect him for the season, especially when you look at um, Dave's favorite man, in the worldly Roy Sana, um, and, and the kind of guys that they they have to come in as well, who can play kind of in those attacking three positions. I think that surely will affect Jesus. Um, he came in like you know with so many kind of plaudits from from how he'd gone in the last couple of seasons. And he was just horrendous. Yeah. Any chance of Dibala going to City? I've been hearing that one around the track.
1: Yeah, well, he's been linked to a few clubs, but um, I guess City are probably best positioned to with the money they have.
0: That's a that's a front three. You don't like the look of.
1: You could pick any of the Germans as the worst player. I guess pretty much everyone. Bar a handful survived so I'm not going to say Timo Werner because it was his
2: yeah, I, th- I think Ozil would have to go down as the one and
1: Muller of the two yeah, because was horrendous yeah, as well. Timo Werner's, it was his first kind of major tournament so he kind of gets a, a, a leave pass and then let's pick someone from Australia so um, there's a few players there but uh, I'm going to give it to the man that got two of their goals Jednak I mean he just the game passed him by midfield he's supposed to be a bit of a henchman but I'd love him to wrap me up in chains Speaking of being wrapped up in
0: chains, um, pussy riot probably. Yeah. um, The the tournament as a whole, gentlemen. Obviously, uh, Hammy and Hummer were over there covering it for us. They've came come back with uh, uh, mixed reviews. It's fair to say of uh, Russia as a country, they said that the fan parks were wonderful and very well organised, but the the security was uh, heavy-handed. To put it mildly, Um, you know, you would be all of a sudden. The the second the game finished, there would be riot police just arriving and standing, um, kind of waiting for things. They said it was, you know, the really well organised and clearly, uh, and clearly, Russia. The the any inference that there might have been um, problems at this tournament were incredibly incorrect because it was apparently it was like a police state there. Um, That said, I think it was really enjoyable um, as a whole. Uh, The games were. Crazy. Um, there seems to be uh, no consensus at all in in football globally as to what the best stra- uh, strategy and tactics are anymore. I saw four, we saw four four twos. We saw tiki taka. We saw we didn't really see much pressing. Croatia, I think, probably the biggest pressing team. There doesn't qu- quality football is out of the window at the World Cup now, and I feel like people are now understanding that. I don't know how long it's been this way but definitely the World Cup is not the pinnacle of football. It is, however, fucking insanely entertaining because it feels like there's a complete free-for-all around what is the best way to play this sport at the minute. Like, Tiki Taka was it's the dead. thing for
2: a while. Uh, I, I think that's, that's pretty much spot on. And I, it, it was, it's so difficult, though, for international teams to recreate the, the kind of high pressing that the top the, the top club yeah. teams can actually do so that's not really going to be a style that you're ever going to see in international football and as you said Croatia as should well, tried and were punished brutally for it in that final as well. It just shows you how dangerous it can be. Absol- if you're ab- not. Absolutely. Like w- w- as you've said when you compare the likes of, of Barcelona um, PSG, Real Madrid, Man City to the top Repen- teams in the world, did they they, um, they they beat France or any of the top international teams hands down by by goals as well, you would think.
1: Actually Panama Central Coast hypothetical match who wins this?
2: <laughs> that you know it's not the worst idea.
1: Can we get the traders? Uh, I'm exempt from that price uh, showed up on site. Yeah,
2: Panama are probably the the, the worst <laughs> team we've seen in the World Cup. We could do a
0: uh, we could do a FIFA simulation where you just set it to computer and see if they uh, see if It's a
1: great it was a great World Cup and I guess it's the last as we know but uh Qatar coming in 4 years time a different time of year. Players playing in fifty degree heat.
0: Um, well, they've moved it now to the winter. Okay, thirty five um, degrees heat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The um, so yeah, the, the, we will get we'll get to that now. Then um, Qatar being moved to the winter. Um, that's not a massive surprise. Um, it turns out there aren't enough split systems in the world to to uh, air condition an entire country, um, which was kind of what they said they were going to do. Um, Qatar a tiny country already it's mired. To be in, Island
1: when yeah. the Saudis finish with them?
0: Mired, mired in controversy already, over over twelve hundred people dying already in the building of the stadiums. Um which is just is not not acceptable in any way, shape or form, you would think. Um how do you feel about this tournament? Is it is this one gonna be expanded as well to thirty how many
1: teams? Nah, this is the last in the 32, the 32. and then they get to the silliness of forty eight. Um Qatar, I mean you know, it's, 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 it's like they, they're going to get to play there, which, I mean, they're going to be the worst hosts ever. If you think South Africa were bad in 2010, by God, wait till you wait to see
2: Not if they can uh, buy off about 50 Brazilians. Uh, they might be favourites by well, the time that, yeah. of
1: the world. <laughs> A bit like uh, if you watch a couple of, uh, in the middle distance running, when you see uh, Bahrain and all these guys, <laughs> and you see uh, the commentary going, this bloke won goal for Kenya four years ago. So yeah. terrible team. I actually was having a look at them the other day, um, the, sc- the current squad and... Funny enough, whatever money's been paid, uh, four of their players play outside of Qatar, three of them at Eupen in Belgium.
0: Well, it was a strategy, wasn't it? They literally sent them to Europe to get better experience.
2: Well, that's what the Saudis did as well, and uh, sent them off to play in Spain. And I think they got like 90 minutes between the three players in uh, in six months. (laughs) So it
0: didn't really work for them. And 90 minutes only in like... um, Youth team games and, and reserve games. Not even, not even.
1: It's still going to be thirty five degree heat. Yeah, it's going to be. It's disgusting. And as an Irishman who remembered Steve Staunton about to collapse in ninety four in America, just going to rule out half the teams mm. <laughs> who can acclimatise. So yeah, um, play it's that weather and it really does like that's just going to. Kill players but. well
0: they're still talking about having these floating uh, like drone powered air conditioning units on the field they're, they say it will not be more than 25 degrees on the field which how they can make that promise I've, I've no well, idea that's the
1: story then with drinking you can't so you can't
0: drink you can't be a homosexual um, that rules so, I mean, two then, of
1: the three this <laughs> <that also>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so no fun times for anybody yeah um, it's yeah, some, it's, it's going to be a challenge. I think a, a unique set of challenges. Um, the thing that I've heard raised, which is confusing, as you two giggle, I, don't, I still don't actually know who that is. Um, the the thing that I think is a challenge is that the surely like the not drinking, the the open hostility towards um, people who have different lifestyles. It's kind of what excludes you from having a World Cup, and kind of what should exclude you from having a World Cup. Kind of the reward for being a, uh, a liberal, well-adjusted nation is getting to host these things. Not you get to host this because the Middle East
1: has. Have you seen had- the list of the? Do you know the people that give Qatar the, the World Cup. Have you seen the list of where yeah, they're at now? It's the who's who of corruption. It's like and it should be Australia's World Cup Imagine yeah, that it's just a
2: up. typical FIFA cash grab really Imagine to, to the World this. Cup
1: here in a couple of years time man the place they just go bananas you know Yednak just <laughs> leading Australia out in the first <laughs> round Sydney, whatever. I'm going to throw my crap joke Gary um, you've probably heard it before uh, Infantino was asked recently whose uh, favourite guitar player was and he said uh, Eric Clapton
0: <laughs> I'm really that sorry is, about that that is a crap joke that is a but that's fine um, so code of guitar favourite memes last part one meme to sum up this tournament. Any, any of ours? What, what, what's a meme? Come on. A spicy meme. <laughs> the stuff that I do every single day. My job.
1: I love the Mag- Harry Maguire with his arm up talking to his family. Talking to his girlfriend. And that's just quality because you can do, do different things with that. Anything you want. And all the football's coming home stuff as well. It's
0: Yeah, the football's coming home stuff I think has been unfairly maligned in post-England's uh, exit. Um, it was ironic and I think people didn't really understand that England knew they the vast majority of England fans knew they weren't going to win as they progressed. do you reckon as, I they, didn't, as didn't, they, didn't
2: seem like that before in the as, semis well
0: as they progressed <laughs> through I think it kind of lost that veneer of irony um which did make it a little harder to swallow um England fans are peculiarly annoying, more so than almost any other fans. They don't have that charm and wit of the Irish fans. Who the an image that will remain for me and in, um, burnt into my brain of like the best fan behaviour ever was. Ireland fans stood outside um, lingerie shops cheering punters as they went in, which was cheering <laughs> them as they went out. Um, just genius. They don't have <laughs> they don't have that kind of wit. They're uh, you know a bit more jingoistic. But I do feel like it wasn't quite as. Um, as vile as it usually was, um, yeah. Anyway, that was that's my take on uh, footballs coming home. Another one for me was the um, the rolling Neymar videos, which I think um, the the rotoscoping hours that went into some of those videos are you know painful, and I, I really appreciate the team, uh, the teams out there doing that. The little meme makers off their own back for nothing other than the likes. Um, good on you, fellas. Um, well, it's been a wonderful World Cup. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, number three. This podcast got up to in uh, Australia's sports and recreation uh, section. It is. I will. I will say the recreation podcasts not particularly highly ranked. The highest. Rec- <laughs> the highest recreation one I could find was Australian Walker, and that comes in at around uh, around one hundred and sixty eight, um, which I'm sure is an, a, a wonderful
2: podcast. And if there's anyone from Australian Walker uh, listening, happy to have you on. Um, Dave has got another one. You changed the L to another letter there in Walker, and uh, you got a podcast that Dave is on
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's sad to be all over of course my, uh, myself and Kieran's third World Cup at Sportsbet and my second yeah, so um, not sure the odds of us uh, being here again Re-reaching for Qatar but we'll uh, yeah. see how we go
0: well, I'm, well, we've got our injunction against Sporting Bet, so there. there's another challenge <laughs> wiped off the face of the earth. Um, <laughs> we'll be back, actually, for um, for the rest of the year, actually, with a, as soon as the Premier League starts. We'll be doing Premier League futures previews. We'll be doing a weekly podcast. We've still yet to decide quite what the format for that is. Um, maybe you can have it just jump online and tell us if you want to inbox us on facebook or uh tweet us just use uh, the football podcast uh, hashtag when you're when you're atting us and then we we'll are to pick them up more easily tell us what you want to hear uh, do you want betting tips for the a-league
1: um dating scenes shame, <laughs> shame, the
0: shame dating <laughs> advice we could have him on as a, a regular segment um um based on his things
1: to do in qatar
0: yeah absolutely and this is this is a podcast that you can help shape um we're we're here for you and uh and uh yeah it's a let's make it a community effort. joining me today uh brett emerson to answer your your questions and these were submitted to us via facebook twitter uh and to me in person in one instance um so uh so here they are Brett. Um they they are on a range of topics uh, World Cup related and um slightly further afield. we're uh, starting with Natalie from Perth. She asks, what makes Mbappe special? When I watch him all I see is a slightly faster Jermaine Defoe. Is that fair?
3: <laughs> well uh Germain Defoe's not a a bad player and uh a slightly uh faster Jermaine Defoe is a uh, is a very good player. So it's um, no, obviously his his pace is is probably his major asset, but um, in the game of football, that's a, a very important asset to have. And uh, I think as you as you've seen during the World Cup, he can do um, extraordinary things with the ball as well. So he's uh, definitely a, a player I enjoy watching and one we're going to enjoy watching for, for many years to come
0: do you think um this world cup marked the end of the ronaldo messi neymar era uh, maybe the start of the mbappe era and if if that that is the case then thank god he's won a world cup now so we don't have to listen to pundits for the rest of his career um you know when is he going to win a world cup can he win a world cup well he's already done it so thank you very much and uh, we can ignore that tedious line of questioning
3: yeah, I don't think we've seen the last of Messi and, and Ronaldo just yet. I think um I think they've still got another uh couple of good years in both of them. And uh Maymar is um he's still relatively young himself, so um I think he's got an, at least one more World Cup. But um definitely it's it's starting to shift um obviously in, in other players' directions now and uh and Buffy obviously made made a mark this World Cup and uh, like I say I'm just excited about uh, um, how much improvement he may have in his his game and and where he can take that
0: Do you think he needs to leave France to uh, sort of reach his pinnacle? I mean playing in France is one thing, Playing for, you know, you're playing for the best side in France, one of the best sides in in European football with PSG and and all the sort of talent they can bring in with their uh, mega millions. But is it the case that probably you'll need to leave France if you're going to be, um, or like really find out what the depth of your talent is? Because it's one thing banging goals in against Lille and Nice and, and a bunch of other places, you know, mediocre teams in France as opposed to, you know, top teams in big competitions like the Premier League and La Liga or even Italy to a degree.
3: Yeah, no, I, I think it's inevitable that he will lead PSG and he, he definitely needs to do that. Um, if he wants to be renowned as I guess our the world's number one player, so I think that um, could happen sooner rather than later and um, can't wait to see him testing himself in the, the best uh, leagues either. Um, in Spain, or would love to see him in England. What he can do there, and um, against the best teams week in week out.
0: Yeah, I would. If we can have a market on this, and I'll get onto the traders to open one. I would bet. I would imagine he'd be fairly short odds uh, to be made. Uh, Real Madrid's latest and next Galactico. Um, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, Matted Magnetic Island, um, beautiful little spot that just off uh, Townsville. I yeah, uh, yeah. I once had a surprisingly good text max there. Um, anyway, uh, Matt asks: Is the expansion of the A League good for the development of young Australian talent?
3: Yeah, I think it is. I think the more the more opportunities we can we give to our young players to um, to play regular football at the highest level in this country, I think it can only be good for the future of the game. I think in recent years, um, especially with some of the the bigger clubs like. Sydney FC, um, they haven't really um, given younger players the opportunity to play regular football. So I think with the expansion, that that may give more players the opportunity to do that.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. Um it's, it's difficult to say until it happens, really, isn't it? Um, you know.
3: Yeah, I I I kind of just wind back the clock to, to when I was playing, and um, I mean the number of kids who were playing. Um, in the old NSL at the age of 16, 17, 18 was was very high um, compared to today's numbers and um, we all went on to to have very good careers outside of Australia and in Europe and I think that was part of what I guess shaped our our golden generation
0: speaking of the a league just quickly while i've got you um this is a this is a my question um yeah. this is a question from ollie jones from uh, from melbourne he asks uh, what do you think of usain bolt trialing for uh, central coast mariners is that just a sort of pr stunt ahead of the new season or is that something that we should be taking seriously
3: yeah i, I don't know your guess is as good as mine whether it's a pr stunt or not but um yeah, in, in one way, I think it's um, it could possibly make a, a bit of a, a joke of the A League here if, if potentially he was to join the Central Coast. Um, but in saying that, I've got no idea how good he he is as, as a footballer. But um, regardless of, of how good he is, if he does sign for the Central Coast and he's playing in the A League next season, I'll definitely be there to watch for yeah, cool, well, most point. people. So. Um, yeah, publicity stunt or not, um, I think it's obviously going to attract fans to to the stadiums, um, not only in possibly the Central Coast, but all of Australia. But, um, yeah, we don't want to – obviously, we want the A-League to be taken seriously and – not be made a joke
0: i tell you what if you're a trialist rocking up to your you know your first trial you're sort of 17 16 going to central coast and you get to the you walk out onto the pitch for your 40 meter sprint and and next to you is uh you say bot <laughs> you're uh is there, you know a bit of a bit of a yeah level?
3: yeah yes yeah, yeah, i've actually thought about coming out of retirement and See if I can get a trial at the Central Coast myself so I can play alongside
0: him. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you you could. I can tell you right now, you would be in that Central <laughs> Coast team in a heartbeat. Um, I've got the next question is from Tony from Canberra. We can we can only assume that it's Abbott because the, the question is as laden with uh, agendas as his usually are. Uh, is the appointment of Graham Arnold an acceptance of our ongoing mediocrity? Um, a real barb there from Tony. What do you think, Brett?
3: No, I think um, I think Graham's, um, had the opportunity to to have a shot at the national team. Um, everywhere he's he's gone and coached, he's, he's been successful. Um, but I think what what he will find difficult is um, with the clubs' teams that he has managed, he's had an opportunity to work with those players day in day out, and obviously uh, get them to play a, a system which works uh, with a national team you don't have that luxury you only have the players uh, a few days every month so it's going to be interesting how we can work with that
0: yeah interesting indeed um, I don't envy the task to be honest I don't feel like he's not walking into a great setup he's not walking into a team laden with talent he's going to, have to do a lot of it off his own back but he has got a I guess like a slate of at least two years before the Asian cup and it would take something disastrous at the Asian cup if to get rid of him ahead of a world cup. Um, so, you know, a, a, if nothing else, a clean slate.
3: Yeah, it's uh, no, it's, I agree. I think it's a, it's a tough job for him to, um, to walk into. Um, like you said, I don't think that the team is loaded with ability, um, currently, but, um, yeah like everyone else i'm interested to see what he can he can do with the boys um i think they'll be uh reasonably confident going into to the asian cup i think they had a, a fairly good world cup and uh hopefully we can obviously improve on that and uh go to the asian cup and put in some good performances
0: okay we've got a question from clara from melbourne she asks who is your tip for the a league this year um do the expansion teams come in this year, or is it
3: next year? They will. No, it's the next year. Yeah. So they come in 2000 and uh, what is it, 1920? Um, very hard to predict at this stage. Um, to be honest, I really haven't looked too closely at the ins and outs of uh, all the teams. I think um, obviously Sydney FC have have lost uh, a couple of their their star players, so I think they'll be obviously weakened this year and obviously a change of manager. So um, I think that really opens the door for other clubs, um, like possibly a a Melbourne victory or Melbourne City to come in and and win the title.
0: Okay, then last question. Um, Ashton from Sydney asks, it's it's two questions. We'll let you off, Ashton. Uh, Which team surprised you most at this tournament? Does it feel to you like the standard of international football is in decline?
3: Uh, No, I, I don't think. It is at all. I've been, <clears throat> I've been saying for, for many years now, the gap between the top and bottom continues to, to close all the time. Um, there's no easy games in world football. And I think that was, that was really proven in this year's World Cup. There was no
1: Are
0: Australia real... the best evidence of that? Kind of, you know, in their very first game against uh, France, the, the eventual winners. They gave them a hell of a test and we're unlucky not to get a result. Are they, you know, it's are our very own Socceroos. the you know, the lipness not the lipness test, the um you know, the proof point for that.
3: Yeah, I I think um I think these days, um, I mean you get um eleven players on the pitch who are um, obviously very fit. Um which is the way the game's going these days? It's just getting faster all the time. But um, all teams seem to be supremely fit. You get them well organised and working hard as a team. It's difficult to break them down, and I think that that happened at the this year's World Cup. So, um, but I just think of Australia, for example, playing in Asia now, and I see the difference there. There, where. Why in the clock back a few years ago we used to win games five six seven nil comfortably it just doesn't happen these days um every game you need to be at your best to, to win in international football
0: i mean going into the asian cup australia obviously defending champions is that something you think we can uh, readily defend or do you reckon it's going to take a, a bit of an effort to get deep into that tournament
3: it's um no it's definitely going to require effort like i just said the teams uh are always closing the gap, and um, there's other Asian countries who had good performances at the World Cup as well. Japan, in particular, plays them plays some very good football. So it's going to be a, a tough ask for them to uh, to win it again. But um, I, I would definitely say we're we're still equal favourites with with Japan and and possibly. Maybe South Korea just behind us. Okay, well, thank you
0: very much, Brett. It's been a uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, to do this entire tournament with you on the uh, on the podcast. We've uh, had some good news. We were up to third um, the other week in the sports and recreation section of the iTunes chart ahead of uh, ahead of some very big names. So uh, you know, but we can we can that's a feather we can uh, put on our cap. And, and and your turn in the uh, if VAR was a bloke. Uh, video which debuted on our Facebook and YouTube channels the other day. Um, <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, I think I, 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 I think, uh, I think it's, the ratings are due to your good performances, mate. Uh, not mine. I, I, absolutely,
0: yeah. absolutely not the case. One line, but perfectly delivered. And I think if you uh, if you nip on the comments for that video, there are more uh, stay for the, wait till the very end comments than anything else. All oh, right. Um, thank you very much for your put <laughs> uh, for, for for the shift that you've put in this tournament, and uh, thank you very much for. Uh, for you know for finding the time for us um whenever we've needed you and uh, and for obviously yeah making that video at the runaway success that it is
3: no it's been a um it's been an absolute pleasure i've enjoyed every minute of it and uh maybe i can uh, get an acting, an acting career after this yeah possibly. exactly <laughs> uh,
0: eric Cantonar did um i'm sure there are a few yeah. others. this um well maybe we'll see you for the asian cup who knows yeah, I, I hope so. Look forward to it. OK, fingers crossed. Thanks very much, Brett. Um, thank you very much, gentlemen.
1: Au I'll oh, see you at the
0: next. I'll see you at Qatar. Hopefully not in Qatar. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, and uh, yeah, gamble responsibly. We haven't given any bets today, so if you're, if you're betting off the back of this, I don't know what you're betting on. <laughs> Thanks very much.